I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's guest is Vanessa Stewart. I saw her on Instagram and was mesmerized by her gifts as a soul guide and an intuitive channel. All of you know who are listening to this show are on this journey with me going deeper into our spiritual growth and understanding. When I introduce someone these days to you on the show, I feel like my guests are all helping us uncover more of our magic and assisting us on our ascension here on this earth. My own spiritual growth has multiplied these past few months. It is incredible to feel the speed once I get more tools and see my momentum take over. We all know the saying, what you resist persists. Once you allow and see everything is perfect, life takes on an entirely new meaning. The spiritual work I do daily has definitely taken on a higher level of thinking and understanding my inner guidance system and listening more and taking those inspired thoughts into action steps to create more magic in my life. In my classes, Raising Confidence and the Magic Path that you have all heard me talk about, I see even this new group of kids and adults ascending even higher because I am teaching them the tools that I am learning to grasp and use on a daily basis, which is transforming my life and theirs now as well. We are all on this journey of self-discovery. My wish for you is to go deep into your soul and realize how perfect everything in your life is and has been. Look back at times you thought were challenging as gifts because they got you to today. Everything is a gift. We all signed up for the contrast here because we are expanding and growing on a deep soul level. This life should be fun and exciting and looked at with pure love and acceptance. There are so many people out in this world I am learning about and having on this podcast that are realizing special gifts they have in helping others find their soul's purpose. And today's guest, Vanessa Stewart, is no exception. She had me at her website, spiritguideconnection.com. Let me tell you a little bit about Vanessa before we welcome her on the show. Vanessa Stewart is a writer and an intuitive channel who works as a soul guide. Over the years, Vanessa studied with many spiritual teachers, mediums, healers, and shamans, but it was her connection to her spirit guardian, Z, that opened her heart wide enough so she could hear her spirit clearly. Through her many conversations with spirit, she's learned we are all here to simply experience physicality in our own unique ways. We are the true experiencers, Z often says to her. To love and be loved in spirit, it is a given. Here, we've forgotten how freely we as spirits openly give and receive love. We can remember our souls in a myriad of ways. For Vanessa, it was in connecting to her spirit guides and feeling her love for her. It's healed her and helped her grow into a new person, a soul-realized person. She believes the world would be a different place if we all remembered the souls we are and that we could still communicate with our spirit. As a soul guide, this is what she loves to do most, help people remember their soul connection to the spiritual realm. Before becoming a professional intuitive, she spent many years as an academic in the fields of anthropology, history, and literature. She holds a Bachelor of Arts in Anthropology and a Master of Arts in English, and she currently lives right outside of Los Angeles, California. So without further ado, please welcome Vanessa Stewart to the show. Welcome, Vanessa. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh my gosh. 
So when I read about you and I was looking on Instagram and then I go onto your website and I was saying in the intro, just the name of your website caught my attention because as we ascend and to do our spiritual growth, and I'm very much into that. And I'm probably almost two years into this podcast. I mean, it's just crazy to think that it went that fast, but when it, when you're doing something that you love so much and you're so passionate about like this, for me, yeah. it just doesn't even seem it's, I get so excited today, this morning, thinking about you and reading your website and listening to your YouTube videos. I was like, oh my gosh, I really, I'm at this place in my life that Vanessa is ready to come. And, that, yes. and then you said in the beginning, like the spirit guides are putting us all together. Right. Tell me that. Tell me what your take on that is. Why are we all connecting right now? And these like dots are coming together. We all are connected all of the time. We just don't realize that. And I, there's this whole behind the scenes that's going on all the time, all the time. And our guides are working things out for us. They're communicating with other people. It's as simple as your intuition, your guides guiding you to go to a coffee shop one day, you go into the coffee shop, there's somebody there having conversation, there's something there that you need to hear at that moment, or there's something that you need to say to the barista that day, Mm -hmm. that they need to hear. And their guides are talking to your guides, hey, get Ashley over here. She needs to say something to this barista, or she needs to hear this conversation. So when it comes to meeting people, I always use this analogy the spiritual journey, all of us that are on our own spiritual journey are climbing up a mountain and different people are at different places on that mountain. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, I look at myself as just a person with their campfire, hanging out and people kind of come and they sit with me for a bit and then they move on or they stay or they come back. That's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. So to me, I feel like anybody who comes into my space or finds me or anything like that is definitely somebody who's been led my way for some reason. And it's not just for them. It's also for me. Mm -hmm. I love that. So go, I need to learn the history. Well, you came where this all started for you and what you, how you grew up. Did you grow up with these feelings and knowings and anything or interest in spirituality and all the stuff like that? I was just a regular kid didn't have any sort of inclination to spirituality. I wasn't raised religious. My parents are about as rational as a person, you know, people can get. But I did have a few experiences that I know now looking back were definitely spirit making themselves known. But to a little kid at that time, I didn't know quite what it was. So just talk about the first instance is when I was seven years old, I was going to sleep and I was just in that kind of state before you're just about to drift off. Mm -hmm. And I know now that when we're in that state, it's a very open state to spirit. It's when our intuition is open. We're just about to go into the dream world. And I felt someone as if someone, I couldn't see anything, sat on the edge of my bed near my legs. And I felt as if the bed depressed. And then I saw the sheets kind of make a little curvature there. Hmm. And at that time, I didn't know what that was. I had no idea of what it could be. I was a little bit scared, but then I just felt like this calm come over me and I drifted off to sleep. And that happened on and off throughout up to my teen years. And I just kind of got used to it and I didn't really think about it. I didn't really explore that. And it wasn't until I was 15 that things really ramped up for me spiritually. And I was aware of past lives. Mm. My mother kind of has these sort of really intense dreams and we would talk about them. And I had read Out on a Limb by Shirley MacLaine. Oh yeah, so funny. (laughs) So I was kind of aware of what past lives were and I had this very intense dream. And when I woke up, I knew that that was a past life dream and it shook me to my core. Huh. And at 15. That, at wow. 15 years old, woke up. I didn't, I went straight to my mother. So I kept like, had this crazy dream. I'm so shaken by it. It was so intense. And that dream is what started my spiritual seeking journey. Huh. From that moment on, like within that week, I went to the bookstore 
and nervously went up to the occult section, as they called it back then, (laughs) you know, and I was so nervous. And there was one book that caught my attention. And I know now with all the awareness that I have, that spirit led me to this book about reincarnation and about Edgar Cayce. Hmm. And that, to me, that book and that dream, and that is what started it. And from that point on for a good, it's been 30 years now. So from that point on, it was never like my main thing to do. It was sort of like in the background of my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't often talk about it with everybody unless somebody Mm -hmm. was really open. But I would pick up books here and there, pick up books here and there. And then in my 20s, I came across a book by a medium who was really popular back then called Sylvia Brown. Yes. And she had a book with a guided meditation to connect with your spirit guide. And I had always kind of felt and thought after I had read that whoever was sitting on my bed when I was a little girl must have been like a spirit guide. Hmm. And over the years, I felt intuitively that it was a male. It's a man, it's a guy. And when I did that guided meditation, that is when I met him in my mind through meditation, through that guided oh, meditation. Wow. And I named him Z. Okay, yes. <laughs> was, I saw the, I was reading about Z. And so that's what started that journey with him. But even after that, it didn't become a thing until a good 15 years later, a good 10 years later, then I started seeing angel numbers, number sequences, mm-hmm. started seeing 1111. This is around 2009, 2010. And I started seeing 1111. And then I'm like, okay, I think somebody's trying to, you know, nudge me here. Then I, when I acknowledged the 1111, it's turned to 1212. Then that turned to 111, 222. And this went on for a good six months. And I really, that's what really piqued my curiosity. And I said, okay, somebody's trying to connect with me. I need to find out more about this. And I started a two-way conversation with my guides. I knew that Z was with me. I didn't really know the rest of my guides too much at that point, but I felt different energies around me. Over the years, you know, my clairsentience, my feeling energy developed, you know, and I had read a lot of books by then. And I started interacting with spirit and I would look up the numbers. So I would be sitting there and I would feel the inclination, the spiritual nudge, the intuitive nudge, look at the clock. And I would see like one, three, four. Then I would look that up and see the meaning of it and go, oh, this is what you're telling me in regards to the thoughts that I'm having. That started a two-way conversation. Now at this time, I was not clear audience. I couldn't hear spirit. I was just curious and kind of finding it out. But that's what started my clear audience to develop was that little two-way with the numbers. Hmm. What I, I had tears for some reason. Oh. <laughs> it was something came through me right there. But I've always, you know, my dad passed away when my daughter, who's 15 now, when she was two days old. So I've always looked at numbers and it's been one, two, three. Right now it's 12, 12. So see, I'm being led to that. But I have these clients that I've worked with for the, for the length of this podcast, a year and almost two years that will send numbers. We I've done that all day today, 10, 10, one, one, one. I left a facial, my uh, dermatologist yesterday talking about this. And she said, I looked to find your podcast and it was one, one, one. And so she said, I'm getting these all the time. And I think that's where my tears were coming. Cause I'm feeling like you were led, like you were brought, drawn to me. I was drawn to you. We were connected and I know those, I mean, it's still 12, 12, but it's like, it's becoming so it's, I mean, every hour, like now it's like all the time and my daughters do it too. And we're, it's constant in the car. One, one, one. I look even at the, the mileage on my car. It's like one, two, three, or how many ga- how much gas is left, you know, whatever the numbers are, it's so dominant in my life. And I think that's where the tears come from. Cause I feel like I understand that you just taught me it's now to create a conversation. Yes. Okay. And this is what I truly believe through my experience and through how I help people when they're coming into this. If you're seeing number sequences, that is a wake-up call. 
That is a wake-up call from spirit. That is a hello. That is an invitation to open yourself up further, to acknowledge the spiritual being that you are, and to communicate. Now, I do believe we all have the ability to communicate with spirit because we're all spirit beings. We just happen to be in this body. We just okay. happen to be this physical experience. Our friends and loved ones, our guides, angels, they're over there. And they're not that far away. They're, they're like right there, like maybe paper thin. And when we see those number sequences, they keep coming until I think I believe you take the next step because I don't really see them that much anymore. I do occasionally. Hmm. It's like a little hit sometimes from spirit. But at that time, it was intense and it was happening all the time. And it was definitely this feeling within me of you need to move forward with this. Right. See, it makes me cry again. That's what's weird. What's going on? I don't think I've ever... It's like something's coming through my, my body. Oh, wow. I really think that that's your soul right now, resonating and acknowledging the truth. Because Mm -hmm. I know that when there is a deep truth like that, when I feel that, I go into spontaneous tears as well. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, when you talk about your spirit guides and what I've learned from you, because I've read the books, I saw the books that you have on, I've had you know, Bruce Klein on here and I've had Suzanne Geisman and I just love their message and that you even put their books on your website is amazing. But, you know, you learn bits and pieces from each person's perspective and where they're at. And what, what I've gotten from you is you, you separate spirit guide guides, or it's like a soul explain to me the different things. Like there's a primary guide, a support guide, I know you're never alone, but there's one actual guide that's with you all the time. Yes. Yes, I call that a life guide or primary spirit guide. And any guides along with that primary and and people can have, in my experience and doing sessions with people, I've picked on, picked up from one to two primary guides that are with somebody from life that are leading. I have well, that's another story, but I have one primary guide, um, Z, who was my primary guide for the first 40 years of my life, but then he switched roles. That's to come. Maybe we'll get into that. But everybody has a primary guide. And this guide is somebody that your soul knows, somebody that you've known before, somebody that you may have incarnated with before, most likely. This could be somebody who is a loved one in another lifetime. And this guide is the guide that holds what I call your soul blueprint Mm -hmm. and knows what you wanted to experience in this lifetime, what you wanted to accomplish in this lifetime. Also knows what kind of energetic imprints, as I call them. Some people call that karma, but I don't like some of the negative connotations with karma. I think that we choose maybe to overcome certain things that we may have experience in other lifetimes. We want to switch things up or have another go at something. Maybe that we didn't get right the other time. Right. So our guides look at our blueprint and they know the direction of where we want to go. But I don't believe things are as fixed. I do believe we have free will and choice and open. And that is what our primary guide's job is, is to be with us and to help nudge us in those directions to be our cheerleaders and when we open up our connection to them, I feel like we can really create a two-way conversation now. I don't know if this is quite as possible for everybody, but I feel like the energy, the overall universal energy has shifted, that it's become so easy now. I have seen it shift just in the last five years. I've seen people oh, communicate with their guides within months. It took me years. Huh. <laughs> like a good 10 years, but I see some people are just, it's like they incarnated and they hit the ground running and they're like, I'm going to talk to my, you know, and they're 20 years old and they're just doing it. (laughs) What's the difference between your higher self and the primary guide? Your higher self is the part of your soul that is not in the physical existence. It's in the spiritual existence. And it's the part of you, when you connect to, you connect to all that is. And you can have full awareness that way. Your higher self, of course, would be 
the one that would know more about your connections to your guides, would know about your maybe familial connections to them or your other lifetimes. So I do include higher self when I say spirit team, higher self, your guides, and guardian angels that you have. So the higher self and your guides are all in the same plane. They're like a paper thin away from you. I would, yes. I mean, I believe that they're all there with us. I believe our guides are in the trenches with us. They're here. They're at a, I don't want to say a lower, it's more of a, you know, they're here with us and earth is very much of a dense energy. So they're very close to us. Sometimes when you connect with archangels or you connect with angelic beings, it feels a little bit more removed, but that's only because uh, angels aren't as close. Our guardian angels are, but if you're connecting to an archangel, it feels a little bit more out there if you're sensitive to the energy. Mm -hmm. You mean like archangel, I was reading your um, archangel Muriel, and I've had a lot of connections lately with archangel Michael, all these synchronicities like really synchronicities around Archangel Michael. But so oh. when you say an angel energy feels different, it's not as close to you. You don't feel that it's just a different it sense depends. of energy. It, it really depends. Over the years, for me, they feel just as close as my guides. But in the beginning, when I was first developing a connection with angels and archangels, they felt different. So as we evolve in our connection, in our ability to understand what we really are as souls, it gets closer and closer and closer. Do you see? It's, it's us that are sort of reaching to them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the more that we do and the more that we understand that we come from a love energy and we incorporate more of a loving energy in our lives and within our being, then archangels are right there. (laughs) And they don't seem like such a far away otherworldly beings. They feel like our brothers and sisters in spirit. So when you talk about these sessions that you have and how do you bring, like if you were going to say, I'm going to connect to my higher self, what are you doing in that way? When I help somebody connect to their higher self or when, when I'm doing sessions with someone their higher self is helping me connect with their guides. So it's the co-creation. It's an energy. My own higher self that I connect to is kind of always just there for me. It's always the part of me that I feel helps me understand things, helps me understand my other lifetimes, helps me understand my soul history. But it's not so much a conversation that I have with my higher self. I have more of a conversation with my guides. And do you just talk out loud? Are you having it like during the day you're talking to them? If I'm alone. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm alone, yes, I like to talk out loud. And that wasn't always the case. I can talk quietly. It's um, a conversation is, is done telepathically using our brains are receptors, are energetic receptors. So when spirit speaks, they speak telepathically and you receive. And you use the same centers of the brain that create speech and thought to speech. So a lot of people, and I know for me especially, they don't realize that they're talking to spirit when they have mind talks with themselves. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, of course, when you talk to yourself, you hear your own voice, you're talking to yourself, but spirit, that's when spirit likes to drop those little nudges in there. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't really discern that difference until I started really reading and, and developing. And then I started hearing a difference. And then I thought, wait, that's not me. That's somebody else saying I'm going to be okay. And that's what I heard for the longest time. I'd have these mind talks. And I would hear, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Hmm. And now I know that that was spirit talking to me, but I didn't know that at the time. I just thought it was me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's so amazing. When you you talk about dreams and the lucid dreams and I have dreams and now now in my spiritual awakening, (laughs) trying to dig deeper. And especially when my daughters have dreams now, I'm so aware of that. Explain to me, especially when you said the the minute you're like falling asleep is when you're most 
open and receptive to your guides. Mm -hmm. Explain that whole process. Well, it's, we're in that transition of going from a mind state of being physically present in our lives, getting things done. And as we're falling asleep, we're letting go of all that mind, physical, you know, thought going and going, and we're drifting into a dream state. And we're drifting into what many people call the astral realm, the dream realm. And this is a place where we can connect to spirit. So as we relax, it's like our mind sort of closes down and our soul opens up. Hmm. And we're so relaxed. And see, it's, we do get into a different brainwave state. And this is the same sort of brainwave state that you have when you're meditating. Mm-hmm. And I will say that this is also the same brainwave state that maybe you get when you're in the shower. A lot of people get insight when they're in the shower, when you're doing the dishes, maybe when you're driving your car. Mm-hmm. And that's when we receive the, the spiritual nudges and our guides are talking to us. So if you're having any kind of vivid dreams, then you're naturally clairvoyant. I had the most vivid dreams growing up. I had many dreams about flying. Mm -hmm. And the flying dreams were so interesting when I was a child. I couldn't fly very well. I had to flap my arms and try really hard to fly. And over my lifetime, I improved my flying skills. And now I just shoot up straight in the sky like Superman. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So it's, it coincided with my spiritual development. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. If you are having vivid dreams and you're having any spiritual visitation dreams, like you see one of your loved ones, or maybe you see the same kind of being show up. Maybe uh-huh. they feel the same, but they may look different. That may be a spirit guide. Huh. You know, my, my dad comes in my dreams a lot. Oh, love and, him. you know, I know he's with me, mm-hmm. you know, and I know that he's there. And I, is he trying to get my attention? Does he come in? Because he always looks young and, you know, I never see him old. No, because they can choose. Right. I've heard different theories about that, but I think simply it's that we can choose how we come across. I think many times when we're in spirit, we choose the look of when we were happiest in life or when we felt the best, you know, mm-hmm. we felt we, we had it all together and we looked great. So sometimes spirit can show up to us and, you know, they might pass when they're 85, but they look like they're 30. Mm-hmm. I know that I would. <laughs> <laughs> right? No kidding. So I think in your case, it would definitely be not so much that when they come to visit us, they're trying to pull us over there like, hey, although sometimes I do think that they do that to get our attention. For you, I believe it's probably more that he's just saying, hey, I'm okay. I'm living. I'm, I'm going on. It doesn't end. It keeps going because when you cross over, your soul development, your growth and your experience doesn't end. You're not just over there sitting on a cloud playing a harp. (laughs) You're doing stuff. You're experiencing stuff. You're still learning things. You're engaging in things. You're still very active. And most, mostly our loved ones in spirit want us to know most of all that they're not gone. They're not gone. They're still very much alive in their eyes and they're feeling Mm-hmm. But, you know, so when we pass on, do we decide if we're going to be someone's guide? How does that work? How do people, you know, it, does everybody that's a guide, has they, have they been on this planet, this earth plane? Or have they always, can they just never have been in a body? There's different opinions on that. I'll share you with mine because I know other mediums maybe have different opinions. With spirit guides, from what I've been told by Z, my main man in spirit, you get asked to be a spirit guide. So at some point during your many lifetimes on earth, you get pulled aside and say, hey, <laughs> you've done a really good job. Would you like to be a spirit guide? And you can accept or decide not to accept because you have free will. And if you accept from what he's told me, you do go through a training. You really, really do. You learn how to be because it's not easy. You have to have the utmost level of unconditional love and you cannot have any emotional reactions. Now here, our emotions don't leave us. 
we're still emotive beings when we cross over. Oh. We still feel. And if you're a spirit guide and you're with somebody, there are things that happen to your charge. And you have to be uh, supportive. You can't, you know, get upset or get angry. You know, so when people think about spirit guides, I think they think that they're just these non-emotive beings, but they're not. They do feel. They know what it's like to be here. They know it's not always easy, that it can be a very tough ride. You know, if you've been a spirit guide before? That's such an interesting question. Well, when you think about lives and you think about other lifetimes, what I've been told is that it's not linear. It's not like past, you know, past lives. It's future. All the lives are happening at once. Mm-hmm. That's the part that is so hard for me I to know. Grasp. It's, it's a <laughs> bit of a mind oh. bender. What I've been told when I asked my team this is that I have some part of my soul has been a guide. And that's, I believe, why when I came into this lifetime, I had that ability to just naturally do that because I've been naturally helping people and listening to people and talking to them my whole life. I was always the girlfriend <laughs> that was, you know, having the deeper talks and wanting to help people and encourage them to shine their light. So I feel like that was sort of already within my being to do. Yeah, I was that way too. In fact, I have friends that are just long distance friends that I haven't talked to for years and years and years that started listening to the podcast. They're like, oh, Ashley, I remember when you had me write down all these things, you know, the positive affirmations like that I did. Like, wow. I don't, you know, I don't remember <laughs> doing those things. I don't know why, but, you know, I've looked at, you know, I've always been someone to, I see the, the light in someone. And I think that's what I get my passion about teaching because I, I teach children, teenagers and parents and adults. There's just the laws of the universe and everything that I'm learning through these, like you and people, it all comes, you know, together, but, um, it's just, it's such a passion of mine. And I know, you know, it's been in my, it's my soul, it's my soul's work and it's coming together at age 50. I started the podcast, I'm 52. So in my fifties, it's come to this place, you know, it's just, you know, when you think of when does your soul's purpose, or when do you realize your soul's purpose? I think that is what we have in our, on our soul blueprint. It's, I know for me, um, from what my guides told me, I wanted to have a very regular life for about the first half because I wanted to experience life without knowing that I was a spiritual being. I wanted to be in the trenches with everybody. I wanted to feel the pain. I wanted it so I could learn true compassion. Mm-hmm. So I would lose judgment and understand what judgment really is and the different levels of judgment because you can't judge anyone. Right. That's not being loving. Right. I love it. You know, I look at, you know, I'm teaching, you know, be love. Everything is love. Everything is perfect. Yes. Everything in your life, if you look at it as a you know, challenge, it was perfect. Look at where you are now. It's got you to here. And to know that you have a team working with you and that you have a this main guide that has your blueprint, you know, your so I just, you know, that just what a comfort and to trust and know that, you know, and to have that feeling it to, you know, have that conversation that I will be having now at my, with the numbers. That's, that was a sign for me for, for you to say that. Cause that's where the tears came from. Oh, yes. But when you talk about connecting to your spirit guides and I was listening to your, your YouTube channel, on, and it makes sense, meditation, you know, being aware of your dreams, gratitude, you're keeping mm-hmm. your vibration up. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about that. Talk about how important that is. Cause I'm a huge proponent on gratitude and raising your vibration and beginning oh, the day. Wow. Anything that gives you joy, love, those feel good vibrations that brings you to spirit's level. And I'm not saying that spirit is away from us. Like I said, our guides are in the trenches with us but it makes it easier to feel the love when you're in a negative state, negative vibration, when you're complaining a lot, when things are going really bad and you're stressed out, you can't feel or hear the guidance from spirit and you feel 
alone. Nobody is there. And the negative thoughts just start to spiral. And you get lower and lower down. And you can't hear spirit. It's almost as if to them, you're like in this thick, dense, soupy, cloudy energy. And they're trying to reach you and say, hey, we love you. You're okay. We're here. And you, it just doesn't get through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, life is life. We all have ups and downs. So if you get in that state, it's not the end of the world. But at least, you know, take those tools of, you know, being in a love vibration, joy vibration, gratitude is so great. Oh my goodness, if you're in a really low state, like you've got bills due that you can't pay, your car is at the mechanics, sit there and even be basic about it and just say, I am thankful I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful for my family that loves me. I'm thankful for the relationships I have. That alone already will start to switch you back up and you'll get out of that suit. Right. You know, so it's about lifting. It's about being, and and I'm not saying you have to be super positive all the time, but it's more about knowing that you are love because the universal energy of of where our souls come from is love. If you think Mm -hmm. about it, if you look at it all within our world, it's love energy. We feel the best when we're loving, when we're loving towards others, when we're loving towards ourselves, when we're loving you know, whatever we're watching, reading, that's the state you want to be in. And if you can get to the place where you're even in a loving energy, when you're faced with negativity, then that is when you can be a true master. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I do think anybody can get to that point. And I think everybody's a master in the sense that we're all just here living this experience, you know, we are all these beautiful souls living this experience. We're all masters in our own right, just by being here. Cause this place is tough. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I think too, being, I always, we've been talking a lot lately about, you know, this time of the 2020, 2021, this mm-hmm. transition of life that we're going through right now that we chose to be here. We're powerful people. Yes. We are souls, powerful souls um, that chose to come during this time to help ascend others. Do you believe that? Yes, I do believe that right now is the the time that Earth, I call her Gaia, really wants to have a shift into more of a love vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, As souls coming down here, it's, it's an experience of being without the love, without the awareness of who we are. And that in itself is a wonderful experience. It's the biggest thing I get from speaking with guides is they're like, this is awesome. We think it's horrible. We're like, this is so terrible. They're like, it's awesome. Because how are you supposed to experience and develop and grow as a soul unless you're in a contrasting experience where you may forget yourself? So to them, this is the amusement park. This is the ride. Mm -hmm. So. When you think about it, we're all just really here to experience that. But there is this sense of we want it to go a little bit higher up now because we've all done that for a while. We've done that for quite a bit. Now we want to get into a bit of a more love vibration. And so there was a call for souls to come now and to use their expertise, use their energy to help us all get into more of that love vibration. And when we do that, when you see such a love vibration coming in with force, it creates more of a contrast. And that's what we're seeing now is we're Mm. seeing a lot of the, what you would call more of a denser energy. I don't want to label it as bad because even that denser, what some people may say negative energy, that pushes us to experience. That's the contrast that we need. But there is a desire now for there not to be such an intense contrast yes now we want to see what we can do with the love now we want to see like how far we can go with it now that is the impetus we're like yeah come on what what can we do with this now and so people like like you are here for that you know and using their voice using Mm -hmm. their light when you talk about god explain what god is to you i feel like god is the energy from which we all came from God is love. Like, do you call source, like, I mean, just another word for source energy, 
yes, like you can call it source. I like to use with God. That's yeah, just I do me. Too. And me too. honestly, I, like I said earlier, I'm not very religious, but since I've been really connecting more with angels, I have come to find within myself this really deep reverence for God, for that energy. And again, it's not, I don't personify it. It is just this energy of which my being came from. Yeah. The source of, of all. Yes. Oh gosh. When you think of like your life plan and your blueprint and your team of guides and you know, I know you have a your primary one that's always mm-hmm. with you that had to go to school and learn how to be that. That shows he did. That got, got <laughs> he did. And then you have other ones. You have a team. I mean, there's a how many? Like millions of you know, it's funny because usually, you know, depending on the on the person and why they're here, they can have very small teams. People who really never kind of wake up to who they are as a soul, and I'm going to say that's perfectly okay. That's their free will choice. Maybe they're just here for the ride. Mm-hmm. May only have like a handful of guides, maybe two to three. Oh, okay. You know, you can call in more if you need teacher guides, helper guides. And that is calling in them through prayer, meditate. What are you calling? How do you call them in? It's an intention. Okay. When I was in university, I had a temporary teacher guide who I didn't intentionally call in. I found out later that he was with me to help me get through school, to help me retain information, mm-hmm. to help me go through all the, the work that you have to do, graduate school, all of that. And as soon as I graduated, he was gone. Oh, and I still huh. ask about him, but he's gone doing other things. Hmm. <laughs> so we can have guides that do come in and out of our lives at different times, but I would say average, most people have anywhere from three to eight. But if you're somebody who is doing a lot of light work, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing spiritual work in that sense of talking about spirit, people who are speakers, motivational speakers, people who are in the public eye, people who are singers, artists, they can have a whole posse, as I like to call it, up to 30, 35 Now, for me personally, I do have a large team, but I'm not quite as aware of them as the three that I work with most. I have three that that are always with me that I always feel. So I know we talked about this before we record, but I wanted to ask you, because you do your angel activation sessions. And I asked Mm -hmm. you for permission, everybody. I asked her before (laughs) if she could help me to describe, because, you know, I feel like uh, you're like this diamond and hidden somewhere, but you are so gifted and just learning about you. I wanted people to understand when they do have a um, angel activation session with you, which is on her website and they have us one-on-one, you bring in their guides, you connect them to them. And yes, the angel activation I created specifically to help people connect with angel energy. Because in my experience, and it's interesting, there are a lot of people who are afraid to connect to angels because maybe they experience some trauma in their past by being part of a religion. I've Mm -hmm. experienced that and they're not quite keen on the whole angel thing. So I do those to help people see that it's not quite as tied into religion, that we can connect to angels and understand who we are, souls. And in those sessions, I focus primarily on their guardian angel. And to me, guardian angels are sort of the quiet ones in our spirit team. Mm -hmm. They're there to help us move out of the way of obstacles. They're our protectors. They help us with our energy. They balance our energy when we sleep. They're with us all the time. And they're usually right behind you. Hmm. Like just got your back all the time. Oh, neat. Can you see people's angels? Are you that? 
I don't see as clearly as some do. I'm, I've wanted to, but I feel like it's not for me yet because that would be so distracting. Mm-hmm. I do see it in my mind's eye, not with my eyes. With my eyes, I can see sparks and I see colored orbs. So that's how I know. Like if I see a blue orb around somebody, I'm like Archangel Michael. Yeah. <laughs> but I see it in my mind's eye. And so with you, oh, you're beautiful. I see green, like a green color around your head and shoulders, which tells me Archangel Raphael, the, uh, the healer angels with you. But then I also see pink energy down lower and connected to your heart. And that's Archangel Shamuel. Hmm. And I can see how those two Archangels are working with you to help you know the healer that you are, but to also express your love. Oh my goodness. And there you've got three. See, no wonder you're doing this. You've got Archangel Gabriel, who's the communication Archangel. So, wow, I'm seeing like a Trinity, one above you to the right and to the left. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So you have more than one. You have three with you. Wow. Thank you, angels. (laughs) Yeah. Having that kind of energy is what propels you forward with grace and this um, energy of I'm here and I have a purpose and I'm here to speak. I'm here to tell my truth and to help people find their own truth is what I'm hearing. To help people find the love in their hearts is what they're saying. To give people who may not have a voice, may not have a platform, to give them a voice so they can tell their own story. Because here's the thing that angels want us to know. We all think we're so separate and different and alone. But other people have similar stories. And so the more of us that tell our story, the more of us will go, oh, that person feels like I do. That person went through what I do. And it makes us feel better. They're saying it's like a healing balm. Mm -hmm. And you're the um, person who gives that, you're, you're giving that foundation for people to have that, to experience that. But also, since you have Archangel Raphael, they're showing me your hands right now. And they're showing me that you're a healer, which means you also have the ability to heal with your hands. Mm -hmm. So have you done any sort of classes or work to do any sort of like Reiki energy or energy healing? In like 20 years ago, I've done Reiki. I used to have a day spa and I had a a Reiki master used to teach me, but um, I have done in my in my life where I've had something, something on my skin or, you know, something in my mind that I feel like isn't right. And I'll really focus on it. And I'll, I'll say, thank you. It's gone. Thank you. I don't need this anymore. And then it will be gone. Mm-hmm. But I really, you know, I put my energy into the, the removing of whatever is going on and or anything. I, I do have that. I mean, I have done that in the past. Is that what you mean? Yes, for yourself, but have you done it for others as well? No. Would you be interested in it? Yeah, I'd love to do that. You'd be great at it. Okay. And how you can do that is you can imagine, visualize Archangel Raphael. And to me, he's very much of a green color. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine like a green orb or however you, he wants to look to you. You can even, some people see Archangel Raphael as a female. Okay if that feels more resonant with you. And as you put your hands out, imagine the archangel standing behind you and putting their hands on your shoulder and their energy going through you. That makes you a conduit for healing archangel energy. And people who have taken any sort of energy healing, whether it's pranic healing, Reiki, already know and feel intuitively the sense of how to um, be a conduit for healing energy. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is just like the next step is to be the conduit for healing. We're all healers as souls. Some of us are just more skilled at it than others. And angels are like way true healers. You know, Mm -hmm. we all have the ability to heal each other energetically. We just don't realize it or we don't remember it, as I like to say. When you see these archangels, can you see like past lives that I've, you know, do you go into that? 
plane? I can. During my angel activations, I focus more on just activating somebody. But yes, during my longer sessions, because that's a longer thing, other lifetimes can come through. What often happens is when somebody's spirit guide steps up, the spirit guide themselves will say, I know her and this is the lifetime in which we know each other. And this is how she helped me. A lot of spirit guides are guides because we help them. We did something for them. Oh, wow. And they want to um, return, huh. return that love to us by being our guides. Do they want to come back here or are they done coming back to earth? And it depends on the soul. A lot of guides, when they get asked to be a guide, are pretty much done with their incarnations on the earth plane. They become more of where they stay in the spiritual realm. But I will say that during this time, I see more and more of these master souls, of these uh, souls that have been guides, are coming in to help and to assist. Because of what we're going through right now, you mean? Yes. Mm -hmm. The transition? Yes. Huh. You know, I think of when I was listening to something where some there's other planets that they're going to, too. To, that's a part, too. Like the linear time versus, you know, the past and future are mm-hmm. happening at the same time. And then the guides are also, there's more to just this earth plane that they're yes. assisting others at. Go there. <laughs> okay. But before we end, we're wrapping let's, it up. But <laughs> Let's get out there. Well, there's a lot of what I call starseed souls here. And they are the souls that have, that have had or are having, if you think about all lives are happening now, incarnations in other dimensions, what we would call other planets and other dimensions. And they're here to really bring that experience through their physical self into this world. And somebody who comes to mind right now is David Bowie. Oh, very much coming in with that kind of starseed energy. Hmm. So you think about people who are artists, people who are really changing the game. Mm-hmm. They're using that forward technology, that forward way of thinking and bringing it in now. You know, the inventors. Right. Mm-hmm. You mean like Bill Gates and all those kind of those main guys? Yeah, that- people like that that have that have already had that experience or may even have lives that we would consider way in the future. They've already done that been there and they're bringing it back through oh, to us here. Gosh. So it's like they're connecting the future and bringing it to the past. And people who are uh, star seeds really, if you have any kind of love for the stars, mm-hmm. if you love looking at the stars, if you feel like when you look at the stars, you feel like that's your home and not this place, most likely that you have other uh, incarnations and different you know, planets, different places. Do you, so when you talk about that, do you really understand it? Because I like, I can understand it when we're talking. And then I just go into this, like <laughs> this glass, like this glaze of look, like I, I think I'm understanding it because oh, I, you're living a life somewhere else right now. Your soul is divided yes. into every, this body is holding just this little tiny part of our soul. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Just a tiny little sliver. Like The way that I like to think about it is that I've been told by spirit, you can imagine the soul as being this beautiful diamond made of light that's shining. And each incarnation is just a sliver of that diamond. And we know linear time here in this this plane of existence But when you go into the spiritual realm and when you go into other dimensions, their time is going to be different. Their time could be faster, slower, could be non-existent. And so in where our souls are, it's all happening at once. All those lifetimes are happening now. And so when we're incarnated here now, we can connect with that oversoul with our higher self who's connected to our ultimate oversoul and understand all those different lifetimes and we can connect with them in real time and so you have people who can connect with their self 
from some other dimension and some other place and can communicate or even work together to bring through something into this physical plane. And I will go further and say some of our guides are those other selves of us. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, yeah, that really helps me. I can't, now I, that helps me get a better, better understanding for sure. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're coming to the end. Vanessa, this is just really, <laughs> I've probably, I would say, I don't think I've ever been so emotional in an interview than with you. And you've touched my soul and all my, <laughs> to the deepest degree. You are so gifted, beautiful. You're an angel, grateful for you to, you know, I, I look ahead at, you know, when I found you and I, you know, I want to know who you are. Obviously I looked at your website. I usually look at people, you know, they've been on a podcast and learn about them. And I remember going, oh, Vanessa Stewart. I, I, looking at my interview lineup, I go, huh. Some, and then I remember going, huh, I wonder when I found her. And I remember going back, I, but sometimes it was like, I know you were just, it was, you were led to me because I kind of had this blank. Okay, wait, let me go back to see why something in her sparked me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but I had to go back because I, it was a while ago. And I thought, what was it about her? There was something that I had to reach out to you and I, I get it. <laughs> Thank you to all of my guides. Thank you to my, all my archangels, my three that I am so grateful that I had that moment. I now feel this protection yes. and a knowing that my healing, that I've always had that feeling, but I've never worked with other people. And you gave me that message. And I thank you for that. Is there anything else that you would want to share before we close this beautiful hour of, I know every single person that is in my tribe is going to go crazy over and be calling you getting these sessions. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to tell everyone you are not alone and do not be afraid because all there is is love from your team, from guides. There is no fear in connecting with spirit. Because the big thing is to get over the fear. I had to go through that. There's a lot of fear in me, mm-hmm. mostly because of movies out there. And what I've come to find is there's nothing but love. So don't be afraid to reach out. And they are with you. And it is such a healing thing in life to know that you're not alone. Mm. and to understand what real unconditional love actually feels like. Oh, isn't that, you know, to know what you feel from Z. Yes. You know, and I've had, you know, Bruce Klein that w- you have the book yes. and how he has that connection to Jessica. Yes. And when I had told him that I had her in my prayers before we started, he started crying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because it really touched him. I said, wow, you are like, you know, but he, she, he just says, there's this love, this, you can't even describe the love that I have. No, for it brings me to tears to this day. It, it is does? just, huh. it blows you away. You, there's nothing, unfortunately, right now, there's nothing like that here. It comes close. I think a mother's love, their children comes close, but even that is not the full experience of what you can feel when you're really connected to your guides to spirit yeah so I'm on this new journey now after having this time with you every time I see my numbers line up which I do at least at least eight times a day and I'm not kidding you at least eight wow that that tells me go look them up start start a two-way conversation with them and I just start talking because yesterday, my, one of my um, friends that was in my class last time, it was 10, 10, 10, 10. So I said, I need to find out. We keep doing 10, 10. So I looked it up. She sends me the message today. There's another 10, 10, right when I was texting you. And I thought, okay, then I look up and it's 11, 11. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's 12. <laughs> then we're on the, f- and I saw it 12, uh, one, two, three, four, when we were talking mm. and I got another burst of this energy within me. That's steps. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four means that you're in going in the right direction and there's steps to what you're experiencing. Uh-huh. And that it means that you're climbing those steps successfully, but it also tells you that there's going to be steps involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. And huh. whatever you're pursuing, I get that still. Mm-hmm. That usually tells me, okay, so this is just the first step. I get it. And then I'll wait for the second one, third right. one. And then when you get to the fourth one, 
then you've had some sort of realization or some huge integration of awareness comes in. It's something like that. They're telling you their steps. Huh? Oh, so yes, I'm going to, that is my, my awakening today from you. I love that. And I feel it's calling me and it just called me through my tears on this, um, in this hour. Wow. Oh, well, we can find, they can find you on your website, which I completely could go through all, you could spend time reading all your blogs and watching that video and reading all the messages from Z. Yes. Z's wisdom nuggets, my main man in spirit. He has really taught me how to connect to spirit and has made me the medium that I am. Thank God for him. (laughs) Will you tell everybody what your website? Yes, it's uh, spiritguideconnection.com. Very easy. And it's spiritguideconnection on Instagram. (laughs) Your Instagram's beautiful. Well, that's what caught my eye. (laughs) Anyway, you're beautiful. So thank thank you, you. Ashley. It's been such a pleasure. You're such a beautiful soul. Oh, thank you. Uh, Likewise. So grateful. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget, always look for the magic.